How do you start a podcast? Hello. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm going to switch this thing, switch things up. A little the first bit. line is never going to be different. I know. It's always I'm, going to be. The I'm same. trying to think of different reactions every time. So you went with dead silence. Hello, hello there. Hello. I think I've done that before. Oh, hello. I got <laughs> to come up with better stuff. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna catch you off guard. I'm Cameron. I'm John. <laughs> this is the greatest podcast you will ever listen to. Humbly speaking. Humbly. 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 The greatest podcast. <laughs> so happy to be with you, John. It's been so long. I know. It's been a whole It's been two minutes. weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally been two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Two weeks. Right. Doing the air quotes. Absolutely. But now that I've said it, it's... Pretty obvious. It's, it's truth. Everything yeah. on the internet is the truth. Yeah. Abe hey. Lincoln said that. <laughs> I, read that. I read that one on the internet. Must be true. I've man. seen that meme, and it's just <laughs> it's just so great. It's one of my dad's favorite lines, is Abe Lincoln said it up. You've got our, our guest is already dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how you doing, John? It's been I'm good. Yeah, it's been a long it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, I would love to ask you how your weekend was, but we already did that. We already did. That. Yeah, there's nothing changed. <laughs> um, so I, I I'll just kind of get into what I wanted to because this podcast is really all about me, of course. Um, and what I want to talk about. <clears throat> I'm just here for the ride. Humbly. So I had a I had a r- really cool kind of realization and this is a kind of a longer story so um i'm strapping in thanks so a couple weeks ago i two two weeks ago two wednesdays ago i i went to confession because during lent i was like yo i want to start going to confession more often mm-hmm. there's confession on wednesday yeah. evenings at, at grant um and uh just like most of my lenten journeys i didn't do it because we had we had life teen and stuff on Wednesdays and right. I just like couldn't make it work, um, <clears throat> so I was like, now that I've got the time, I'd like to start going to confession more often. And like the couple of days before, I like caught myself, like right after a like a sin, um, you know, you know, like that feeling, like mm. when you sin and then, like you catch yourself, like right, right. after you're like, ah, oh. and there like you go. yeah. The it was it was really cool because the the spirit convicted me like almost immediately. Right, I was like, oh man, that's man. It was just like something you know, stupid. And, right, um, you know, it just kind of like it wasn't like a something like I need to call a priest and get a confession right now. It wasn't one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It was venial, but like still not good. But yeah, you, you still sin feel is, it. And you, bad. Yeah, you've, yeah. So, um, and, and just like spirit just kept nagging me and nagging me about. Uh, about this sin and I'm like you know what I just I'll just go to I'll go to confession and I like made the choice I'm, I'm gonna go to confession I know I'll feel better um, because when I came back to the church and I'll tell the story at some point but uh, there was a 17 year gap between confessions for me mm-hmm. because of when my dad left the church to 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 um with my my then stepmother and we like changed churches uh until till like like right before rca so mm-hmm. 17 years between confessions and i remember and, and i'm sure you can attest to this and i'm sure most people that go to confession on a regular basis semi-regular occasional basis will feel that that weight being yeah, lifted off of yeah. your shoulders when you give you when you humbly go before the lord and you say here's all my crap you know, you're, I'm so sorry, but please, Jesus, take this away from me. Yeah. And he does. And he right. takes it, he takes it off your shoulders and he casts it by himself. He said, you know, you're, you're forgiven. So 
I just had this like sin just it's just nagging on me and I so I go to confession wonderful as always uh, confession I, I confess the sin do examination of conscience confess other sins you know as, mm-hmm. as you normally would and um, <clears throat> praise God you know father gives me gives me absolution um, and I leave and and I go back to the pew and I start to pray my penance and I just have this like inkling feeling in the back of my head that's just like I don't I didn't get that feeling of of weight oh, off okay. my shoulder and I can I can hear the enemy trying to you know say like oh you did it wrong or you mm. didn't say enough you didn't tell the story behind it or all this other crap that it isn't true you know right. you confess the sin if the priest wants to hear a story whatever um and that's fine so I I know I'm like I did this perfectly fine and this is just garbage but I was thinking why why do I not feel the mm. way? Because if you go to confession very often, I mean, and this has been the case, I don't always feel that big weight being lifted off me right. when I go to confession. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, and I was trying to pray about it, like, God, why, do, why don't I feel forgiven? Why don't I feel forgiven? Yeah. Mm. And, and I don't know if this is a moving of the Spirit or, or, or not. Um, I always struggle with that, that discernment experience. Is it coming from myself or is it coming from God? It was a... I've forgiven you. You need to forgive yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you need to yeah. you need to let it go too because I had held on to this and it was just like nagging me for I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a stupid little thing. Um, and I just held. I just I'm holding on to this for like three days. I don't know why. Um, and it was just. I think it's because I caught myself. It's very easy to forget sin when you think about it in retrospect. Right. But when like the spirit convicts you immediately, you know you you. You feel, and praise God for that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about this, um, and, and that was great. After that, I f- forgot about it. I, f- I felt way better. Um, yeah. Praise God, right? So I was thinking about this. <clears throat> I went to college, right? Yeah. So I was able to see a couple buddies, a couple of fraternity buddies that I haven't seen in like eight months. A couple okay. of guys. Right? Nice. We have a group chat, the guys that live in the area. So I went up to Green Bay, uh, and we got together uh, with those with the, those of us that live in the area. We got dinner at the 1952. Really nice place. Nice. If you ever want to Not take your wife somewhere. Right. It's very good food. Very good food. Moderately priced. Very good. So, and as you do with all the friends that you don't see very often, you kind of reminisce. Mm-hmm. And um, I have had this kind of question on my heart as it relates to the fraternity in my time in college that I wanted to ask. And, and a couple of the guys that were there were old dogs like me who haven't been to college. We, we, we've been out of college for almost 10 years, you know, right? Uh, not 10 years, seven, but we've been out of college for a while. Yeah, we got a couple of buddies there who were, were like just left college. So like they're newly out of college and we're old dogs there. We're all mar- The three of us Back are married. Two of them got kids already. Yeah. And none of these guys are really, some of them are in relationships kind of, so I asked the question, I'm like, if you were to go back, would you do it again? Hmm. And I always find myself, whenever I talk about what I did in college and the fraternity and all the other dumb crap that I did, I always dismiss talking about it mm-hmm. because there was a lot of dumb stuff that I did. There was a bad stuff that I did in relation to like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I didn't break the, well, I, okay. <laughs> um, but it was like, 
I always, I could only ever talk about it in like, this is what I did poorly. And I was thinking about it that when you reminisce about stuff, you always reminisce about the good times. But when I think about it myself, I'm thinking, oh, this is bad. Mm. When in reality, I just wasn't letting, I wasn't forgiving myself for what I had done that had already been forgiven right. five years ago when I right. came back to the church, right? Um, and I just hadn't come to the realization that when bad stuff happens in our life, and I think more people would be able to notice like in past relationships. If you think about an ex, what's normally, if you're going to talk about an ex, what do you talk about? Not the great stuff. Not the great stuff. The the things that annoyed you or the reasons that it didn't go well or why you had to end it or whatever happens. And you don't look at that person in a, in a good way. But what happens when you get out of a relationship, and I'm sure you can attest to this kind of as well, that you take stock after a, a relationship that fails. You think about what, you, how do you need to change? You use it to build yourself mm-hmm. up as a better foundation, yeah. and then you move on. But what we normally do is we, we do the good thing. We take what was bad, and we make ourselves better because of it, but then right. we, we still hold on to it. Yeah. And we don't let it go. But then when you let it go, you can focus then, you can look back on those things with happiness. These are the good things that happened. I've let go of the things that was bad. I'm not going to glorify the bad stuff. But now I can look at this with a fonder, with, with fonder memories. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that we're... It boils on to, I think people are really hard on themselves and we carry things with us. And rather than moving forward, a lot of times we, we like to stay stagnant or we, there's something that's slowing us down or there's that baggage. And I think that you're totally right of, you know, we, if you hold on to it and you can go to confession, you can confess that sin and it'll be forgiven. But if you yourself don't forgive yourself. <laughs> if you, you know, are still holding on to this, it, you're going to feel worn down. You're not going to feel that weight lifted off. And I'm not saying it's easy to forgive yourself, but it to be your best self, to be always present, to be present in the now, you have to, at times, always almost, get rid of the past. Past is in the past. Mm-hmm. It happened. Now what next? Sort of thing. Use it, use it to better yeah. yourself. And yeah, use it as experience. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take the, take the good parts and throw it. It's kind of like, uh, what's the big nut? Walnuts. You got to use like a. Yeah, what is it? Nut, what's the nutcracker nut thing? thing? I think it's walnuts. Yeah, the I'm not big, sure. Big boys, right? Yeah, big, sure. Right. You you discard the things that are yeah. unusable. Well, peanuts too. You know, you don't usually eat the shell. Some people do. Oh, I'm only thinking like planters peanuts. That's already like deshell. But oh, you're okay. thinking like I'm baseball, thinking like baseball. Like, yeah, dude. You're at the game. I've seen people that I don't know. People sometimes people eat shells. I've talked to people. That's weird. I I feel like you can eat Jimmy's, them, but that's gotta hurt your stomach. I feel like you man. could do the same thing with sunflower seeds. You can. It's just not gonna be pleasant. Yeah. When. You get rid of it. It's yeah. a lot of sh- shell to digest. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like you probably shouldn't eat it. Probably. But you can, probably can. Probably. You're not going to die, but 
Probably you just, not. Your stomach's going to hurt. So, uh, speaking of doing a lot of different things. Yeah. Last week, I had a really great segue. I don't have a really great segue anymore. <laughs> but, like, speaking of doing a lot of weird things and random things and having a broad experience, we're going to yeah. turn over. We have our, our guest today. I'm really excited. <laughs> He's he's held his tongue the entire time, holding back laughter because you and I are so funny. I know. Yeah, I thought he was going to crack there for a second. <laughs> so uh, our guest today is Zach Luloff. Did I say your name right? Yeah, Luloff. Okay, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I I've known you for five years. This is true. Half a decade. And the, <laughs> yes, I have a decade. And I always, whenever I say your last name, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. No, you you got it right. My yeah. my boss says it wrong. But I, what does he say? She says Luloff. She says. Lolof. Lolof. And I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll be honest. I didn't know your last name until like maybe a year ago. Because I think on Facebook you go by something different. I do. And I, I was like, they, they're like, Zach Lolof. I'm like, and that's a story. Oh, who's that? And they're like, you know Zach. I'm like, oh, I guess I really didn't realize that was your last name. <laughs> you're, not, you're not the only one. Actually. That's, that's, there's a, a couple of people who do think my last name is William. Zach William. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Zach, we're so, we're so happy to have you on. Um, if you, you if you do know Zach, you probably know him by one of his great acting performances, whether at the Capitol, you were George Bailey in It's a Wonderful oh, Life. Phenomenal. Thanks. But I will never forget that performance, hopefully for as long as I live. Just phenomenal. It's so cool to see you running around being George Bailey. I'm not going to make an age joke uh, at all, but I think you're just really, really phenomenal in it. Thank you. <clears throat> and you might have seen him also at... At the uh, the Forest Inn, you do a lot of shows at the Forest Inn and Tish Mills. I do. Uh, and so it's it's so great to have an actor on the show. I think yeah, we've first, made it, John. We made it. We have an actor. We have a celebrity. We, we've... And I was in a, a, a technically MCU film, so you know. I, I mean, we've peaked uh, on the cutting floor of Spider Man. Yeah. Yes, which is now canon to the MCU. It is. So others. Yeah. It, so. You're. Oh yeah, you're right. Spoiler. Right? Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler. Wow. Spoiler. Oh. Come on, I'm just kidding. That, that movie's been out for now for months. If you yeah, haven't yeah. seen it, then uh, shame on you. You shame on. I mean, yeah. I give people like No Way Home is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yes, this is like interesting. I don't know if this is like a tangent. How long do you give people to watch a movie before you start 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 talking about it? That's a great question. Uh, personally, I kind of give them. I give a long because I yeah. was at so when the final book of Harry Potter came out, uh, uh, there was a bookstore in town called the Tweedle Brothers. Okay, and there was a, a party for it where they where they had all kinds of stuff, and I helped them make a chalk maze and do all kinds of cool things. Oh, that's cool. And uh, someone had somehow found out. Uh, that Dumbledore died and actually came to that party and yelled it. Oh in front of my children. gosh! You know about the sixth one? Uh, six or seven. Whenever, whatever six. one. Yeah, Dumbledore six. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler so alert. I, about I honestly, years. honestly give about two months. <laughs> okay. Before I even talk about anything, yeah. just because you know people have lives, they're not all rushing. Yeah, that's later, fair. So I think two months is a good period. Um, yeah. No, I. Oh man, people spoiled Stranger Things for me after it came. No, it's fine. I kind of knew which what was scene? happening. Which scene? The the last like the villain they they told me oh, who the villain one. was this one? yeah oh. and I was like no man no um, it's only been like a week when did that come out like, like a month ago now right uh, no it's only been a couple weeks that was like Memorial Day weekend yep so three weeks maybe but uh, yeah I I found out online I'm like gosh give me like two weeks the yeah. uh, Avengers Endgame was spoiled for me like oh. 20, not even 24 hours after. That's 
not awful. Cool. Not cool. Yeah, it was not I, cool. It, and I, this is one of those other reasons I'm off social media. No, still on social media. It's yeah, mm-hmm. good for you. <laughs> no, I mean for real though. Yeah. And um, I was trying to avoid, so I was only kind of, you know, I made sure to only set it to like look at like things that yeah. I like knew wasn't going to spoil it. Right. It was a freaking meme. Oh, oh man, that done happened. In by, done in by the memes. That don't happen. Oh. That's what it, that's memes. what spoiled Vecna for me. Yeah, With the really? Yeah. Done by Same the memes. I was saying, I I didn't I didn't even follow don't, the account. Don't spoil it. Don't. I didn't don't say anything. He said the name though. I, I already the name. did too. I said yeah. like. Well, people, if you you know who Vecna is, but you don't like don't. No, I was saying like I saw a meme. I didn't even follow the account, and oh. somebody like oh. I was like, "What the heck?" Should have stayed Anyways. and watched it with us. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Had to run away. Yeah, I apologize. We gotta get together and watch the last two episodes. We do, yeah. When they come out. Anyway, Anyways. uh Zach, you're here. Yes, yes. I <laughs> so am. happy to have you here. Um, so, you, how long have you been acting? Uh, so my first, there's some play I'm in fifth grade and we're doing some kind of Roman or Greek thing and I have a vague memory of it, but it's nothing, I don't remember what the heck my role was in it, but the, I, I, the first show that really kind of clicked it in, I'm uh, in the middle school and they do a version of a Christmas Carol and I played the nephew and I come up on the, you know, the little risers that they have mm-hmm. for janky, uh, middle school plays back in the uh, <laughs> 1900s and, um, cause I'm old and, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I come up there and I look at the, per- the the kid playing Scrooge and I looked out at the audience and because the lights are so bright, all you can see is the the you know the outlines of their heads. Right. Silhouettes. And so you know the silhouettes. Thank you. And you're so I felt like I was in this magical uh, like snow globe world that was like a little dimension just created for us and it was just it kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And I I have memories of memories of that. No, probably not the real original memory anymore, but. Uh, just being kind of impressed by that. And so um, I uh, I go out and try out for, I'm like, this is awesome. So I go out and try for some community play. And uh, I remember being so excited. And I had my little cheap pocket watch that they'd given me as a prop for, you know, a Christmas my parents had given me, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a paper face on it or whatever, but it really worked. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm holding it like it's a magic charm almost. And I try out for the play and the play was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was like a, it was like a weird janky rip off of back to the future taught by these two people wear the same track suits and (laughs) half the time you're like babysitting their their older son and the time traveling machine was one of those plastic uh dollar tree um uh kind of what it was the thing called uh chandelier kind of things you know like i mean it was (laughs) and you spun it and i i I howled like a wolf at some point it was so awkward it was just weird is there a video of this I don't know, and I'm I will find never it. find it. You, good <laughs> luck. You, you find that. I won't tell you the name. And uh, but um, I did a bunch of other stuff, and uh, yeah. Um, what else did I? I mean, I did stuff through. Uh, I don't remember what other things we did in middle school, but I did a lot in high school. I was in every single play but one because my grades are bad, so I got kicked out of one. Oh man. And uh, yeah. Relatable. Um, Relatable. Right? Yeah. And uh, and then I did stuff in. I went to to college for radio television film communications um but i was still in the plays you know helping out and stuff like that and i got to be in uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest as martini oh, okay. um oh martini in that play is different than the movie um uh but uh uh so we got to do that and i even got to go to england uh with a, a theater trip um and saw i've been to shakespeare's globe 
Nice. Mm, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was. It was like a full circle because they were doing yeah. Comedy of Errors. And Comedy of Errors was like the first play I was in in high school in the prologue. So I've never actually had lines in a Shakespeare play up until in like two weeks from now. Um, but, you know, I was in it kind of. And then I see that play. Yeah. In Shakespeare's that's world, so cool. So that like, is cool. so cool. Was, yeah. What a coincidence. Wild. That's awesome. Yeah, right? It was just wild. And I got sick in the Tower of London and... Uh, Oh, well. Got kicked out because I took pictures of the jewels, and then I started to get sick, and they took me outside. I don't remember if I had problems or not, but I think they said I did. That's not the worst thing that's ever happened to somebody in the Tower of London, so you're That's true. Good. That's true. Yeah. Far from it. Yeah. Sure. Although I didn't go to heaven because of it, so, you know, there's that. Mm. Yeah, well, you know. Well, we're all good. We're on the road there. We're, we're working on well, it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, um, so I've been acting, I guess, since middle school, and nice. uh, I've done... I think I estimated somewhere between uh, 2,500 and 4,000 hours. So I'm not to the 10,000 hours master thing. Uh, I know people who are, um, you know, done like, you know, where uh, yeah, who've done like 40, 50 shows at this point. Um, but uh, but I've done I've done a lot more than the average uh, person, you know, uh, just walking around the city. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Such a you you it's it's so cool. It, it's just so cool. It's especially because you're you're an actor of the theater and mm-hmm. not of like film. Not to say that like maybe you maybe you will one day be in film. I don't know if that there is a, a dream film. for you. So Kirk Krauss, if you're listening to this, I know that you're still working on. Uh, and I hate to give you guff because I know a lot of people do, but uh, there is a film, uh, Confessions of a Sailor of the Red Light Inn or Red House Inn or something like that. It's a long title. Um, but he had the whole thing edited in 2012 and then right as he was trying to export the whole thing crashed. Oh man. And so he, and he had just, you know, other things in his career. So he's been doing that kind of a back burner. Uh, and I know that, uh, I got a message from him like a week or two ago. He had uh, sequestered himself to try to finish it. And he showed me a, a snip of myself from 10 years ago. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was, uh, father Valentine, you know, father Valentine. Um, no, no, I'm okay. new. I have like, I just moved. It was he here before he wasn't oh. here he okay. uh he's in um uh so when i met him he wasn't father valentine yet. he was just kind of discerning okay the priesthood and he played a priest in the film okay and i played this drunken angry atheist <laughs> oh okay. gets up in his face and before the scene starts i'm like okay just just i want to check in with you like i'm going to give you all of the hate i have i want you to like i mean i'm just know that but like it's not personal like just so that <laughs> You're not like, oh my gosh, what is this guy? What's going on? Are we okay? Just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all the awful things that people would want or say to priests. I'm, I'm gonna give that to you with yeah. my, with my look and my words. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. So, I do. I, I play this, this drunk guy and, and who doesn't. I see. He has me say a lot of lines, and I'm like, I don't even understand how that, like, what the guy's, the character's theology was of the faith like it's right make some weird comments <laughs> that don't it's way out there it's yeah but i mean like it's basically like the old problem of evil like why does it suck and why does it hurt and and you mm. can't give me a better answer and and expletive expletive you know i don't i don't know if i actually i don't think i actually swear but i'm you know that's the spirit of it and like yeah why does my life suck i hate you it's pretty cool though that so the guy who played like the priest yeah. is a priest is a priest now that's pretty yeah, neat it's, it's, that is kind of cool <laughs> It's super cool. Yeah. So, I don't know yeah. if that was the thing that pushed him over to like go to seminary. He's like, I got to <laughs> like, deal with people like this. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. Maybe you played a part in that. Maybe. He's like, I need to deal with this. I Because people help. may actually exist this. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, well, yeah, that's, that is life. Uh, yeah. 
So how does um, how do how does your faith journey fit fit around in this bout of acting? Acting. Sure, uh, absolutely. I'd say there's kind of two parts. Um, I've been really blessed. Like you talk about, it's a wonderful life, and all, and Glass Manager are two very meaningful pieces that I did. I worked with some wonderful people, and uh, what was such a blessing, a menagerie. We're all in the back, and we all kind of are talking. And we realize, well, we all believe in God, and oh, okay. Well, you guys want to pray before performances? Okay, that's awesome. It was so we prayed before our performances, and um, uh, that was awesome, and and it felt like. Uh, you know, I've, I, I haven't memorized or I think really done the work to really read John Paul II's letter to artists, but I kind of felt like a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with, uh, so I had wonderful life at a year or two later. And like, that's just so, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we're just, um, let me back up a little bit. Um, uh, years before when I was still kind of coming back to faith, um, I remember having a hard time with theater. Like, I thought, here I am, I'm prancing around on stage, I'm well-fed, I'm great, I'm happy, and there's large parts of the world that are dying of hunger and all this kind of stuff. What if they were in the audience and watching mm. me? And I had a hard time feeling that it was justified that I'm, I'm sitting here doing this stuff. And so part of, I think, the, the praying was, like, maybe lifting it up, maybe making it, you know, okay as an offering. Like, I'm not just doing this for my own fun. It's not, and I've got a, I won't say the term, but, like, never mind. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, um, that, that made it really feel like, um, it's not just about us just entertaining ourselves, but it's like us actually sharing fellowship and us actually giving something to people and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. And Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. And it really made it, And you know, one of the, the coolest things, um, I had, uh, uh, one of the kindest gifts that someone had done and really showed how much of a man he was and is. Um, I had dated a gal in the cast like 15 years or 12 years before that, and I'm so I'm, and so George Bailey and she got married and and now has a, a daughter and stuff. But I'm I'm sitting here and I'm gonna be George Bailey and I just realized George Bailey's married. George Bailey would have a wedding ring. Oh, I don't have a wedding ring. Mm. And so I went around trying to find someone who loaned yeah. me their wedding ring. So the guy who ended up marrying the gal that I dated, it was so cool. He's like, yeah, you can use mine. Wow. Like, that's how un BS he was about it. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, um, props to that guy. You know, and it was just so, um, but, uh, uh, so, but I think, um, uh, an ardent part of my, 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 the faith part of it is kind of the, and I, I think in some ways the experiential part of it. Like, I saw something deep in art. When I was a kid, like there's something other and more, and I, I've, I've always like hungered and wanted something more. Like I'm like daily life is great, you know, and I struggle with like Opus Day or like find holiness in daily life. Mm. Like I, I get that's true. Um, I have a lot of pride and ego that with that idea. I have a hard time with that. Um, so I'm, I'm searching for that like profound other world that I know is there. And so art is kind of part of that, but also like theater, um, seemed like such a, like a meaningful connection. Um, and for a long time, I, uh, kind of part of my journey is, 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 um, I have negatively thought about physical relationships. Like I have a lot of baggage for that. Hmm. And so, but, but here's a way that I could be intimate and, and holy in a way, like without, it felt like the, the wrong parts, you know, the ways that I distortedly looked at that stuff. 
with other people. Like we mm. can be intimate and close and share meaningful things. And so I think in some ways I have put my energies and focus into that in good and bad, like looking for it, kind of squeezing blood from a turnip. Like that's sure. not where that meaningful connection comes in life. But I didn't realize that. Um, but also in good ways, because I do, um, you know, there is something beautiful and meaningful there too. And there's, there's casts that become kind of like families. And, uh, it's also funny because the, the shadow side of that is, is just about everybody in college who's in a theater troupe together dates each other or worse, right. you know? So there's, there's, there's a, like with a lot of things in life, there's a good and there's a going to degrees that suck. Sure. Um, and so both the seeing it as a as like a uh, letter to artists like offering or like and also the the yearning like i really understand the profound yearning that people have for communion like that makes sense to me and i'm and i think some people like it just does like i, I get that and uh um and 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 i think for a while when i was not um yeah, I don't know. So I guess that's that's kind of so. So it was the the spiritual like like listening to Christopher West talk about To being eros and and that that you know people talk about the God shaped hole and all that kind mm. of stuff and that like that 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 hunger and that yearning and stuff like that. I think I've experienced and it's it's come like experientially like I understand that through what I've done with my art, which in some ways I sometimes push myself so hard because I'm trying to make it so perfect. Hmm. and i haven't been doing that as much lately like i, I realized kind of like joel St i remember years ago joel stepanek talked about uh, a life teen retreat he gave and he poured everything into it and it's just stuck with me since and he said you know i mean it was amazing talks and amazing music and amazing everything and the teens were like it just it, it looked like it hit all the things it was supposed to and at the end he felt empty hmm. and i was just like wait why what that doesn't make any sense and i have done I mean, when I did It's a Wonderful Life with the, with the cast that did it, like, we, I researched the town that the place is, you know, like, thought it's set, set on. And I've seen pictures of the bridge that, that they, you know, that, that like, this is kind of the, the It's a Wonderful Life town. Um, and uh, I looked at the school and when it was made and what it looks like. And I, I, I mean, all, all kinds of wild research, like right. intense research that we did like character work and I went on uh, runs with Emily to talk about character and stuff like that and I sat with uh, uh, Warren Schmidt um, and talked about character in the pub and stuff like that and I argued back and like did so much work to try to really get this thing like in my bones not just as an idea um, and and that was kind of like my retreat like it was it was a show I, I've loved I think it's so beautiful and at the end of it it's like it's still not the thing All right and uh, so I haven't kind of since, to be honest, Wonderful Life gone as hard because I, I it's like that's and I've I, I've come to a point in my life where it's like, OK, you're, you got to stop trying to squeeze blood from the turnip. Like this is not you're, you're looking for something here that's not what it's intended for. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. And does that make, does that, is that no, kind of I, what you're asking? Does that yeah. make sense? That does <laughs> make sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I, 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 I'm, I'm catching what you're, what you're throwing out there. Um, I, I did a little bit of theater in high school and it sounds like to me, if I'm interpreting this right, um, you found a lot of, um, great relationships through doing theater, uh, 
you know, I, it really resonated with me when you said like, oh, we're all, we're all Christian. Do we all, you know, we want to pray before, mm-hmm. before doing this. Um, I was, in, when I was in high school, we, we did, uh, I was in musicals and stuff and we actually, not everybody, not everybody chose to, but a lot of us who were, um, Christian and practicing Christian, we prayed before. And I mm-hmm. think, um, it brought a, um, I guess, I don't know how to word this. And I don't know if you can, um, if you experience the same, but it's sort of a good reminder, I guess, before performance of, you know, this isn't just for you, mm-hmm. you know, it's for the people that are watching this. And also you can take your gifts, like we're all called to do every single day is take your gifts and, and lift them up to, to, to God, lift them up to something higher than you, mm-hmm. um, because you wouldn't have that gift if, if it, if it wasn't given to you from, from something higher up. And, um, I, so I think that using, um, and not using, uh, but, uh, being in theater and, and having those experiences um, helped my faith. It helped me create, uh, form relationships. So I kind of resonate with you a little bit in that way. I'm not, I'm not doing theater anymore, but I wish, you know, it's it's a big part of my life. I still have a lot of friends from that, uh, from high school that I did theater with and still connect with them today. And um, so I, I can I can kind of resonate. I'm kind of understand what you're saying. So, yeah, I got you. But I was in an eighth grade play. What'd you play? Uh, it was, it was the curse. It was called the Curse of the Cobra's Kiss. Okay. And I was a Belgian detective. Oh. Called Hercules Porchot. Oh wait. Okay. Um. um but it's spelled like Porcha. So. Like Porsche. Is this it was like Porsche? Wait, Hercules. Okay. I feel like is this like, I don't. I don't um, know if it's based on. I don't know what's based on. I was in eighth grade. Why? I think they're based on things because maybe, there's maybe. a. There is. <laughs> I've seen the movies and I think it's, the Murder on the Orient Express, which is also I believe a. It's a book. I think it's a movie. I don't know if it's a play, but the. The investigator, his name is Hercule. So, oh, and he's there's Hungarian. that series on Netflix. Yeah, Perot? I think. Yeah, Perot, yeah. So I. I think I, I know what you're man. talking about. So I yeah. was, uh, yeah. I, I got to have an, an, an accent and, uh, it's the main character, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I go, I go, you hard, peaked, you, know you peaked, you I like peaked. started off, I you peaked right away. Truly like, did. Right, truly right. did. And, um, the, the hilarious, the, my, um, direct director, he was also my, qu- my choir teacher. Okay. And, um, I was like, Oh, this is, this is really, this is really cool. Like I've got so many lines. Like, what though like what do you like what am i supposed to do he's like do you know pepe le pew i'm like yeah of course i know pepe le pew and i'm dating myself a little bit um pepe le pew is the, the looney tunes looney okay. tunes right sure hey i can look to you you know what's going on um I, yeah, I don't know he's, a, he's a skunk pepe le pew oh okay who was like head over heels in love with this one other skunk no it's a cat that oh it's a cat that's right somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. gets a white stripe accidentally put on the cat and so this oh, like, oh you're a skunk and, and the cat's like no 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 i'm not and it's uh and he's just very like enamored with with this with this cat and he's like i need you to do that to the female like to have that kind of like uh relationship with the female lead huh um and i had i had a blast nice doing it uh and then i i uh, i was a citizen of uh digitopolis in the Phantom Toll booth. Oh, you guys see the Phantom When I was a senior, when I was a senior in, in high cool. school, nice. I'd never done theater before. My my best friend did 
did theater and all the you did all the the musicals and all the shows uh, and I was like oh you know I'd really like to like share in this with you because it I see you know how much work you put into it that's so a good I, friend I, I, I got to uh, <laughs> they the choir the director Mrs. Newton loved him so much that he didn't fit into any of the roles for Phantom Tollbooth so she wrote one for him wow that's that's and pretty wrote, neat. and wrote a part I wrote a scene into the play so he could he could be in it because he had been in every single show and wow. every single musical. That's cool. And that was the end of my illustrious acting career. Hmm. I have a I have a I have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> face for oh, that's good. That's a good quote. So it's that I I, I, I got my ego out by being in front of uh, hostage teenagers and hmm. middle schoolers teaching them mathematics. Yeah. There you go. And then decided that that was too, that was enough. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have any really beautiful moments when you were doing your shows where you're like, this is this is special, this is cool? Yeah. So, uh, mine's probably not as cool as yours, John. So, <laughs> no, go uh, for it. so there was there was a point in the play. I also did a lot of like behind the behind the scenes stuff because if you're running a show at a high school, like you're going to trust the seniors to get stuff done and not like the freshmen, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy, there was a point where I didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything for a couple scenes. So uh, we went up on the like the catwalks up by the like lights, yeah, uh, where those are, and uh, we watched some of the show from there. And it was just like a, such a cool mm. experience with my buddy, you know, that I'm seeing this. I've been to school here for four years. I've lived in the town for how long, and I never knew this existed. Yeah, so that was, that, cool. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's like a single moment. Um... I guess for me, the one that sticks out the most would be so. So my high school, the the plays were for anybody. Anybody could do the plays. It was kind of an open, you know, trial system. The musicals was a class and an extracurricular. It was the oh. last last um, hour of the day. It's called Broadway Company, um, and you had to like, try out for it. It was kind of it was cool. It was a cool experience. It was a like, class and an extracurricular. So. Um, uh, but they put on the musicals. So I'm in this. I, I, I make it. You you can be in it from your sophomore to your senior year. So I'm, I was there from my sophomore to my senior year. Um, and so I think by, you know, you create these relationships over time, mm-hmm. friendships. Like I said before, friends that I'm still friends with today. So I think the moment that sticks out to me the most, there's, there's so many of them, so many great memories. But um, the most, like, emotionally like one that I can think of is um, it's my last show like ever. Mm. And um, I'm setting up on stage it's the, in the spring. So we did a fall musical, which mm. was a, a set musical in the spring. We did a musical review. So it was um, re- uh, directed, choreographed and performed by the students uh, sure. in Broadway company. And um, I mean, the directors cool. were there to do the music and stuff. Yeah, it was really, it was really neat. Um, but we just could kind of did a few numbers from meets from from shows that we wanted to do. So, um, you know, we're performing this. It's the last show. I'm kind of going through the motions, and then like it's the last song of the mm-hmm. show. And I remember like looking at some of my friends that were seniors, and we're just like, like a lot of us were just in tears. Like you couldn't see it from from the audience mm-hmm. it wasn't that obvious but i could tell a lot of my friends were you know tearing up and it was just sort of like wow it's it's, it's over you know like it's done and 
So this is the culmination of so many memories, mm-hmm. uh, tech weeks, being way too tired, staying up way too late mm-hmm. for a high school student, <laughs> being forced to be at the school <laughs> that long. You know, just all those memories into one. And then so I think that, you know, I, I can I'll never forget the look on some of my friends faces of, oh, my gosh, like we're we're done. We're done with this three years. So, um, yeah, it wasn't like a one set memory but a culmination that added up to that moment so yeah it was neat it was good good experience but uh yeah yeah is there any specific memory for you in one show if you could pick out one memory jeez um i um i know it's a lot a lot of (laughs) it's it's funny and you, you talk about that the school piece like uh i guess another faith part is that um one of the most formative people for me was my high school drama teacher yeah and uh um mr lynch is the man's name and he 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 was uh he he, i don't even know how to put it well because everybody talks about oh that important teacher for them it's like nobody else listening has any context it means absolutely nothing yeah no Uh, so it's like (laughs) yeah i remember and everyone's like whatever yeah um but you know, I've, I've been able to see someone who is, who made, who, I guess one of the best stories is where uh, a friend of mine who I'm still friends with, like you talk about the friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that, had said, um, you're not just teaching theater, you're teaching life, aren't you? And he went, shh. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, it's <laughs> and, true, though. You found the secret. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and yeah. it's uh, so many um, great things. The the school I just taught at this last year, um, and I'm stealing it because I, um, like, and it makes it me sound smart, but he had talked about how incarnational theater is this, the Chesterton Academy in Kakana. And the whole purpose and focus of this theater is like one of the highest art forms because it's incarnational. You take the word of the script and you give it flesh of the actors. Wow. So this great yeah. philosophy behind it, which was just awesome. That is cool. And it is. And I guess that's why it mattered so much that we prayed and stuff like that, because it felt like it, it gave it that kind of spirit and focus, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of a thing where it's like, this is the, uh, like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess one of my favorite moments was, was um, I guess I will cheat. I'm going to give you two. All right. When no I worries. had one of my, the last uh, last performances of, uh, so I come to town. I, I came from, uh, I had gone on a student exchange to Canada. And uh, I came to town after we had lost one of my cousins and I ended up staying here. Um, and uh, um, I, so I try out for a show. As I, you know, I'd done a bunch of theater. And I, I, I get the lead in, in uh, The Good Doctor, Neil Simon. Okay. And so the, the final thing is, and I'm standing in front of the... Oop, there are the feelings. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm standing in front of the, the audience, and it's the last show. And it's the same kind of deal. It's like, and, and the whole guy, the whole time the narrator's like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? And he's like angsty through the whole piece. And at the end, he's like, maybe I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. I don't remember mm. one of the last ones. I I'm weeping pretty hard as I stare at the audience. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was cool. That is cool. Um, so that that's been special. My grandmother, who's since passed, who's another beautiful person in my life. Uh, she was there. I don't know if she was at that one. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh that that's that's pretty great so um i guess that's a uh interesting part of my journey and lately it's been so you know 
theater only goes to here and mm-hmm. I'm an over intellectual person and that only goes so far at the journey and now I'm realizing I guess my current place is that uh, I can't think my way to God I can't feel my way to God I can't think my way to God and my current speech director talks about four different levels the spirit and the mind and the uh, I forget how he puts it the body is I think the but they're all you know they're all together but they're all and I've tried to uh, overthink my way there. And so now I'm trying to learn what it means to, I guess, more like uh, find God in daily life, the Opus Day kind of mm-hmm. thing. And like not, I can't make it happen. I have to receive it. Mm. And I can't, like I've, I've done a lot of these things and they're great. But they, they also maybe feel sometimes like distractions. Mm. Um, so, because um, it can be, you know, it's a drug. I mean, we're, there's a lot of narcissism in theater. It's like, look at me, I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm going to stand in front of you. You paid like 30 bucks to see me and I'm going to, you know, entertain you because, you know, whatever. Um, and you, you get that wild high. And, if you know, there's a beautiful communion you get with the audience. But there's also the, I need to keep hitting this high and stuff like that. And, you know, and it only goes so long. And so now I'm trying to figure out how do you actually connect the spirit in a way but you can't control it. Like I can't control my way. I'm a control freak. So that's my personal journey where I am right now. Sure. It's like, how do I, how do I get a, a real spirit driven actual relationship with you without trying to micromanage it? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. You just kind of have to be like having your, just having your hands out and just say, all right, whatever, God, whenever you feel is necessary. Yep. You know, that, and that's a hard, I mean, that's a hard, especially being a, being an actor, like everything that you do on the stage is like, comes from you. I mean, it's a gift yeah. from God, but you are that character. You're stepping into all these different personalities. You're yeah. stepping into all these different lives. Yeah. Um, if I could tell a story about you. Um, sure. So I remember when you did, and this is one of the reasons I love, um, I love your role in, in It's a Wonderful Life. I remember talking to you to you afterwards. I, I don't remember when it was, and um, I wasn't married yet. I don't think so. My wife could probably tell me otherwise. But I remember you saying at at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, when everything works out. Spoiler alert. Um, I remember you were telling me. George Bailey is, is, is standing there with his wife and his kid and you're looking and you're looking at what, what is going on kind of around you and you, you say, Oh, I want this, you know? And I, and I, I'm going to put it on myself, but like, I felt that like, yeah, I, I, I want that too. It's like this communal kind of, I've, feel the emotion radiating off of you telling me this and it was so it was so raw and i it it was a punch to the gut that it's it 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 really mm-hmm. it brings to life the emotions that you can that you're able to portray mm-hmm. portray per- portray yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as 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 an actor you're mm-hmm. able to 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 show what this human experience really is mm. and beyond that emotion and I, and I know that you know that might not be the the truth for you anymore I, I you know it's it's been a long time since you a couple of years since you've been in that, in that play um oh yeah so I wasn't married yet 
Um, but, you know, and, and I, I come back to that thought very often hmm. of you telling me that, that story. I remember being able to watch you on the stage when you were thinking that. I don't know if it was the same, same performance or whatnot, but I can see you on the stage in that scene and I can hear you saying that to me. And it's just, it's, it's such a powerful, mm. powerful thing that you were able to relay to me into my, into my own life mm. uh, and to put into practice that, you know, yeah, I, I, there's this raw emotion that comes with living out of vocation mm. um, and desiring something and desiring something that's higher than, than yourself. This is something that, that was something that you were desiring that, or you're just an actor on a stage. You know, the, the, I'm not, you know, I'm sure. not trying to like, no, you know, yeah, but fine. you're an actor on a stage with other actors on a stage. Right. Um, but you're able to see into what's really going on. You're able to yeah. see beyond the veil, if it were. Correct. You know, um, and how, how great of an experience that was for, for us to be able to watch you. And that, those are the th- kind of things that you're able to do. And I don't know if you hear that very often, but you know, it is, it is, there's a reason that we, we always want to see you perform when you when you're able to perform, not just because you're our friend, but because you are very good at Thanks. relaying the emotions beyond the veil, as we talked about. That's the what's going on that I have, and I mean, there's a phrase that I thought I heard from um, Love and Responsibility or something like that, and I haven't been able to find. Like, I tried to Google it, and well, thanks Google, you didn't find it. Um, but the, did you go to the second page of Google? Oh, the secret. See, I'm not in the club. I'm not. Um, so I, uh, um, I think it, the communion of intersubjectivity. I'm hitting the table as I say that. No, it's not good. The communion of intersubjectivity, and the idea is that, and I guess this is the the beyond veil that I see in theater, is that here I have to like, I forget who I was listening to. I talk about this recently and I've been really getting into the chosen lately and listening to their actors journeys. And that's an awesome thing. Great show. Oh, so good. If you can watch What's it on. It's their it's own on app. The it's Just free. look for it. They have their yeah, own yeah, app. They have their own app. Crowdfunding everything. They're oh, not charging. Oh, okay. they're, they're, the whole model, their whole intention is cool. just awesome. Yeah, to if you haven't out. watched the chosen, like just like remember when we told people, uh, if you haven't listened to the Bible in a year, pause this, listen to the entire Bible in a year, come back. Pause this podcast right now if you haven't watched The Chosen. Yeah. Go watch The Chosen. Does that and count for me? Back. I haven't seen it. Do you want that me to... That counts. I want you to leave right now. All right, see so you guys. And we'll, Zach <laughs> and I will sit here and wait for you. Well, the he left. Chosen is ju- <laughs> the Chosen is just... Yeah. It's just phenomenal. It's yeah. one of the best representations of the life of Christ. Yes. Um, oh, oh, it, it's so John, good. can I just recommend a scene to you? Oh, okay. So there's a, there's a, there's a scene... How far you, are you? How far are you? I'm sorry. I'm season okay, two. Right, I'm right. wondering what, which one you're going to um, pick. So they're, they're, they have this like represent this really great story with Mary Magdalene. Okay. Yes. And she le- there's a point where she leaves Jesus. Yeah. She mm-hmm. goes back to. Oh, um, I'm not goes, to that yet. That's season two, isn't it? I'm, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> this oh, is going to be spoiled for you. She go. It's in the gospel. Read it. Um, so she goes. Actually, I don't know if this story is particularly in the Bible, I mean, in gospel, but I'm wondering. She, I've wondered because I I did see a spoil like I saw something about re- reverting, and I went, "Oh no, wait, what?" Yeah, oh, well, Mary Magdalene, the woman of, are they having her? No, because I'm not the woman. The, the 
are they doing with her basically what they did in the Passion of the Christ, where she's the one where where they're going to stone her? No. Okay. No. So, it, spoiler alert: Mary Magdalene comes back because she's throughout the gospel. So, so she leaves Jesus, and she she feels like this is all just too much. She has this like guilt going on, and she leaves, and she goes back to her. She tries to go back to her old life where she was a prostitute. Wow. Um, and she, I forget. I think Peter and the boys. <laughs> Go get her and bring her back, and she, she needs to. She needs to go. And Mary, the mother of God, is 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 with them as well. And she says, "You need to go and talk to him. You need to go talk to him." And oh my gosh, I I love this season so much. Jesus returns. I think he was he was out healing or working with 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 people, or he was working on something. I don't remember. But he goes into his tent, and Mary brings Mary, the mother of God. Uh, brings Mary Magdalene into the tent, and it's just them, mm. just Jesus, mm. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene, and, and she 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 says that she sh- she's sorry, and they have this dialogue where like she's struggling, she's like I don't deserve your I don't deserve you I don't deserve your forgiveness, and Jesus just asks her to just say that she's sorry, and like to confess that sin. And she does, and he 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 forgives her with Mary mm. right there, and it it blows my mind wow. that this is this is confession. This, yeah, this is their representation of confession that Mary brings us to Jesus mm. in confession. It's yeah, just I have phenomenal. I'm like, phenomenal. I, have right I cannot stress it enough. All right, I'm phenomenal. Watch this. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, I, I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> no, it's fine. I thought you were going to do the, the woman at the well scene is awesome. I was, um, Jacqueline actually showed it to me and I, I was, I broke down hard watching that one. So that's, I, that's where I, that's as far as um, oh, I'm seasoned. Sure. I'm on episode two. Um, but I really love where, um, um, uh, Jonathan, the actor who plays Jesus, he talks about, you know, he's struggling with his unworthiness to do it and, and all that kind of stuff, but trying to let, the spirit be a channel through him. Mm, yeah. And I just, I feel that's such a, you know, and you can see him be just a human in interviews, but it does feel like there's something more coming through, you know, and, and I feel like Jim Caviezel too is his testimony of the struggles that he had during the film and, and you know, film and, and just letting things work through. And it's just, it's just, it feels like there, it, it, it seems like there is a little bit more happening and it's great. Um, to kind of cap that thing I was talking about, the, 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 I think in the interviews they're talking about, like, I have an idea in my head, and I have to code it in a language, and I send it across to you, and here it is in more steps, like it's going into this microphone, and it's going through electronics, but there's all these levels of disconnect mm. until it gets to you, so you can take it into your brain and then misinterpret it. And my one of my ardent longings is the idea that in heaven, I will communicate my very essence to you, mm. and you will communicate your very essence to me. And there'll be no lies and no garbage. And I won't hurt you and you won't hurt right. me. It'll just be communion. Right. And that's, I guess, what part of me yearns for and sees in theater sometimes is all of us. And, and even in the, the darkest, like I, we did Streetcar. And that's such a broken film. I mean, a play. It's the, the things that people do are horrendous. And... Um, that's a, a streetcar named desire. Yeah, streetcar named yeah. desire. Sorry, um, but it's it's so 
honest to the pain. And I don't mind stuff that's honest to the struggle and awful and pain. I don't want to just stay there, though. And one thing I tell people is I'd love to see, and it can't quite, um, I'd, well, I can't. But I'd love, my ideal play would be uh, Street Crime and Desire directed by John Paul II. Because mm. I would love to see how he would frame broken humanity yeah. and, 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 and reframe it. Not, mm. I don't even think he'd change any words, but he would just draw things out where you'd be like, oh, oh okay, wow. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's such an opportunity to embodiedly share the messiness of life and talk about it um, that daily life doesn't have. I've always felt like every time, and I've, I've been to a number of, what's, what's kind of crazy, I was thinking about this too, is this podcast, first episode, let's go back to the first episode, you know, we Wait, talked about Hamilton. The, the test one, or? We talked about Hamilton, about, you know, yeah. this whole. Was it the first, first podcast. one, or the, yeah. hold on. First, first one, or the test one that we did? That no, the first, first one. Okay. That did you there. release the test one? Because I don't remember. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, so first episode, we're talking about why we're doing this you know we're telling a lot of people tell our story through, through hamilton you know that, and that's what hamilton's all about is uh at the end there you know who lives who dies who tells your story mm-hmm. gives us kind of inspiration for the show i have found that every show i've gone to whether it be local theater whether it be on broadway mm-hmm. any in between is that there's always a message to be found and it can somehow always relate me relate in some way to my life whether it be a character a line and i think that that's the powerful thing about theater and that's what's so cool that you have the opportunity to to do that is you have this thing that i know a way to portray an important message and most most theater shows have that message Mm -hmm. in there somehow if you allow yourself to open up your mind to letting it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really neat that you have, and you portray it so well. I've yet to see one of your shows. I plan on doing it. I'm a little new to the area, but I plan to doing it uh, to see your show. But I think that that's uh, a testament that uh, Cameron said before that, you know, he was able to watch your show and, and feel that. And I think that that's a testament to just your abilities and your talent and God given abilities. So um, that's awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah. I'm really lucky I've got um, such a community of people who are awesome. I mm. mean, and people who I actually admire their talents. Yeah. Like more, you know, like like uh, the the show that just happened, uh, Proof, um, Lisa highly directed. I think she's awesome that way. And uh, Thomas Moore and Elizabeth Seisman um, uh, and uh, Dan. Um, I, sorry, I don't remember your last name, Dan. Um, <laughs> I've only met him like... Uh, a handful of times by like Elizabeth and Thomas have known for years, but they, um, um, if you have a chance to talk to her, I mean, uh, the, 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 the nuance and the, and the, and their, their own story that they bring to the work that they're doing. Right. And, uh, is, it was just soul crushingly wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. was hard to watch, but it was, it was fantastic. And yeah, I, I love that going to things and like, I, I can't live, more with life than one mm. but I can go to a theater and I can look at it and I can look at it as a mirror and like okay well what does this say about what I'm doing with my life right you know yeah I may not relate to the people on stage at all but there's right. still a message within there you right. know so now what do I do with that yeah exactly 
Do you find that, I suppose it'd be really hard for you because you've been acting for so long, but maybe it's a better question for you, John, but we'll, okay. we'll see. Maybe, Zach, you can answer it. But um, do you think that because you're an actor, mm -hmm. you watch theater differently? Hmm. Um, or are you able to kind of have that disconnect? One of the things that I have an unhealthy perfectionism, and it's hard. I have almost like a when I'm watching a show, and I have this almost like platonic ideal of the show. And part of me is like almost willing or trying to will that the actors can enjoy that mm. that that deep greatness. You know, like like the really like their ideal, like like really enjoy it. And I'm like, oh oh. And when I see a show where it's like almost but not quite, mm. and, and part of me like sits in that like. Mm, Mm, but I want I want more and I want you to have the more and so um, uh, sometimes there's shows that I watch that are that are that I'll it kind of shuts that off and I just kind of sit and take it in mm -hmm. um, and if it's real bad um, I I've been kind of a I I wasn't real awesome uh, there's a couple of shows in the past five years that I've gone to and I have a rule that I don't think it's good to talk about a show when you're still at the theater Oh you know, yeah! Don't don't spill the tea. That's not cool. Right. And I've done it twice now in the past five years, and I resent myself for doing that because mm. I think that's tacky. But and I'm just being like, who who the heck am I that I'm like? But the show, I'm like, I still like in my bones. I'm like, that wasn't. There was stuff left on the table, like huge, mm. huge, huge stuff left on the table, and I, I don't know. So that's frustrating. So yeah, do I get to watch it? Just like enjoy it. Uh, I think pretty much in that last little two-minute diatribe I just did, you can show them now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think, uh, no. <laughs> I'm kind of in, uh, I watch it differently in that most people, and I would say if you've never been in theater, you probably watch the main actors mm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. I tend to, and this is not, it's a factor, it's not the only factor. Mm. But I do, I keep it as a factor of how much I like a show is I watch the people in the background mm, yep. and I watch how invested they are in their character. One thing that I learned early on when I was in high school in theater was our teacher really stressed that mm. if you are the main role, if you have a named role or if you are villager number five, it is your role mm -hmm. and you are to perfect it. You are to live it. And I've been main roles. I've been villager number five and yep. so and it's sort of like in life too like i relate it back to life mm -hmm. whether you are you know um given a big task or whether you're given a small task it's a task and you know how are you gonna how are you gonna do it so i i, I watch it um I, it <laughs> it probably bugs people um it bugs myself that i do it but i have a habit of watching people that are not speaking mm -hmm. um like watching people that are just sitting at a table. If it's a restaurant scene, looking at the other people at the restaurant um, and seeing, you know, how invested they are. And a lot of times they really are. And I, I get joy out of that. So I'm like, I love that. I like that they're taking that role seriously, even if they didn't want it, you know, they're taking it seriously. Um, so yeah, I do watch theater differently because I've just been ingrained to do that. So. I'm happy to be a pleb and just watch, <laughs> watch the watch what's going I, on. I kind of envy you in a little bit though. I kind of wish I was just like, oh yeah, that was a good show, you know, and like that's it, <laughs> you know, not like oh this is the, you know, it's like sometimes I, I 
and and you probably do it even more, Zach, is you like analyze it too much, and then you're like, I could have just sat there and enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I, at the end of the day, it was a good show. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do that. We we could all probably be guilty of that in in our chosen professions or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, mm. when I was a teacher, I used to have. Sometimes I would be blessed with a student, not a student teacher, but Mm -hmm. because I didn't take the class or whatever. And I had left, I left teaching the year, the first year I could have been a cooperating teacher. So sometimes when I taught in Green Bay, we would get uh, practicum students from UWGB to come Mm -hmm. over. And it was always really hard to watch them try to teach Mm -hmm. because A, they have no idea what they're doing. And B, you're like, oh, why are you doing it? I would do it this way. And it's, it's mm. I think, I think teachers kind of go through that the first couple of times they watch somebody else teach, somebody else teach in their classroom, they go through those same kind of processes. But then, like, you also recognize that y- people who didn't do that to you, mm. because you mm. recognize that each teacher and every teacher that is worth their salt that I have ever met. And I have met some amazing teachers. There are some amazing teachers at Green Bay East. There are some amazing teachers at L.B. Clark Middle School who pour their heart and their heart and soul into those classrooms every single day. And just because, who, like you were saying, Zach, who am I to say that they're doing something wrong? Right. Because each person has their own gifts. Yeah. And yeah. it is insane of us to think that, now I'm not, just saying that we were doing this or yeah no yeah, this, yeah but definitely. it is insane for us to think that god said all right i want these 10 people over here to be teachers and i'm going to give them the same gifts when in mm, reality right. god has given us gifts and he's given us the opportunity to live out those gifts in some way shape or form right um i would like to think that I'm still able to use the gifts that God gave me not being a teacher anymore mm. because I prayed a bunch to, yeah. to God, do you want me to change careers? Is this okay? God, if you say, no, I want you to be a teacher. I will be a teacher. I will do this mm. if you say so. Um, and it could very well be that I'm a horrible listener <laughs> and God's sitting there. No, I think you Jeez, why would you even, but he wouldn't have given me the strength or the ability to leave the career if he didn't wasn't okay with me leaving. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. we always want to look at, at even the things that we're good at, we want to mm-hmm. look at God has given somebody else a perfect set of gifts. Yeah. And they're just trying to show off their gifts as, yeah. as well as anybody else. And Yeah, no, for um, sure. I think that, but I think that's super great. I, I've, I've in the past tried to look at like, other people, especially if you've seen like a movie a thousand times. Yeah. I told you like, I've seen the movie Twister a thousand times. Right. <laughs> so it's a yeah. great film. Great film. Great. You haven't seen Twister. <laughs> but I, I do, would yeah. like look at like other people on the screen because I've seen the movie a thousand times. I know what's going on. Yeah. The, right. I know what's going on in the center of the screen. I want to kind of see what's on the outside. Sure. A movie that I like to do that with. And I was thinking about this movie this morning, actually, as was the movie accepted. Is really <laughs> <laughs> watching all the other students in the uh, background. Oh man, is that one of those goofy like college bro movies? Oh, it's like I love that. Movie it's too. the most. It, it's the dumbest, most brilliant dumb movie. It's, it's a, like, 
Justin Long, right? It's Justin Long, young Jonah Hill, uh, uh, wait, Blake I I, Lively. I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, they, it's he. He doesn't uh, get in any colleges, so he makes his own, his own college. Oh, wait. Um, it's uh, the South Harmon bril- Institute of Technology. Yeah, it's right? a brilliant. Yes, it's a brilliant dumb movie. Okay. Um, it's one of those like I put in the same kind of category as like like the movie Super Bad or whatever, where it's just like so ridiculous, yeah. but it's ridiculously great, mm-hmm. and it's dumb, but it's great. Yeah, I could, and I think it's great because it's one liner after one liner after one liner. Like I could quote so many lines from that movie. Um, Please don't. On this I won't. Podcast. Not on this podcast. No. <laughs> but uh, so I like watching that movie movies. and then be like, because I've seen it too many times. Um, I usually watch like once a year when I'm bored. <laughs> but I see it so many times that I'm like, I'm gonna watch this random person in the background, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, yeah. So I find myself doing that. That is cool. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the Kakana students. They uh, every single student down to a person. Um, they uh, they all owned their roles. Yeah, and were completely there. That's um, awesome. And and my students were just uh, and still very proud of them. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. I think you did enjoy watching um, each one of them. They were. They were all. They're all. They're all in it. Yeah, I get joy in watching people like, like I said before, um, whether it be the bigger role, the small, or the, yeah. or the villager number five, or you know, person number three. Um, I just I get joy watching everyone take every single role seriously because mm-hmm. that's what makes it, it work. Is yep. when you get like I would have to write background stories on my mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. that was did not have a story at all, but mm-hmm. it was just how are you going to interact with this scene? How are you going to interact with the people around you based mm-hmm. on who you are and it just, I don't know, it, it was, uh, I, I get joy in watching people uh, so you, do that. You'd probably really enjoyed our Music Man Junior we did, like, I think, with Treehouse in 2017, or whenever it was. Okay. And uh, we actually took the entire cast, and I so I researched, so it's, like, set in um, uh, that fict- fictional city, but it's basically Mason City, Iowa. Okay. So I actually looked up all the names and did Ancestry.com and came up with Ancestry. Wow. We grouped them up into families. That's and even awesome. And came up with, like, you're the dad, you're the mom, here's the kids, <laughs> which is really clever. Whoever yeah. came up with that part, and I, I don't remember which, which staff person it was, but we basically had the uppers being the parents. They're basically babysitting the kids. Wow. So we had the whole kind of split, like Moses splits everybody, like, yeah, and you're going to make sure these kids don't wander off. But they all got, like, unique family stories and unique kind of costumes to the family. And I did, like, improv workshops that yeah. all took on different flavors with each of the family groups. So they all had, like, kind of a, a, a feeling of the different families. That's cool. And That's so the so whole cool. town yeah. had a real town. We even had, a, 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 a like, a, as good of a baby doll as we could get. And, <laughs> um, 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 and the, the couple that, like, got into that doll like no i can't put my baby down like i would never put my baby, baby down there it's like no no yeah. you need to put the baby behind the bleachers for this dance number and and in the world of the play there's a bassinet back there, yes but yeah. i couldn't spend the hundred dollars for the bassinet that i saw at the antique mall so no um but yeah we did all these 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 family groupings and it made it a whole lived community that's and we neat gave, it was just i enjoyed the heck out of that so yeah, yeah i love i love love the backstory stuff yeah. you know, for everybody. And they yeah. all had, they had a, a full names. Even if their character didn't have a full name, we came up with full names. That's awesome. Persons. Yeah, that's great. That was uh, wonderful. Cool. Shout out to Treehouse. They're awesome. Yeah. So, Zach, you're going to be in a couple shows? I am. I am. Up? So, the Forest Inn is hopping. They got all kinds of stuff coming up. I'm going to be in uh, I'm, uh, I'm the Evil Dad in uh, Midsummer's Night Dream um, coming up. 
July 8th. It starts, and the great thing about Forsen shows they run for a couple weekends. So um, I'm actually gone personally from the 15th to the 24th, so I'm going to miss a week of shows. Um, so, But the shows go longer, and then when I come back, there'll be a weekend I get to do it again. Uh, then I'm in uh, Stella and Lou, and that's a Sundays in the Pub show. Um, I forget when that starts. I think it's August. We just started rehearsing that. Um, Forsen shows are nice because they only usually have rehearsals for like five weeks, so it's not um, mm. like a lot of companies will do like three months, and that's a lot. Yeah, you know, so you can kind of do a little work on your own and then uh, show up and and not have it be such a life sucking thing. Um, and then you also get to do longer runs, uh, which is really great, and be so close to the audience too. I just I just love an intimate theater, so it's yeah. Great. So yeah, those are two shows that I personally got coming up, and I know they just cast Carrie, they just uh, the musical, so they mm. just announced their cast for that. Oh, um, yeah. So that's going to be uh, Kevin Seeger is the yeah, he's yeah. The, he's doing uh, choreo for that one, and that's cool. been a passion play for him for a while. Kevin is like you talk about someone you watch who's always on when they're in a scene. Uh, Kevin uh, Seeger is never. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, he's great. Kevin, dude. Yeah. yeah, any scene he's in, he's clearly when is that? invested no matter what's going on. When is that? I don't know. What, you'd have to look on the website. Okay. Uh, org. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, for all that. But yeah, I... I have to see that. It's, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I think the Masters announced their season recently. Um, and I'm blanking right now. But if you look up Manitowoc Masters, M-A-S-Q-U-E-R... Yes, good man talk masters. That's right. Um, you can check out their stuff, um, and then of course there's Treehouse. So we got a lot of. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, Manitowoc's great. Like we have a symphony. We have yeah. multiple theater companies. Oh, it's um, a it's a hidden gem. Like I mean, it it's is. like there's a lot of. Uh, there's almost always I feel like a show going on somewhere Correct. in this county. Um, yeah, which is which is neat. <clears throat> Very much. Really neat. Yeah, definitely definitely support support local theater that yeah. we got in Manitowoc because. Um, there's a couple of cities that I've been able to live in in my life. It's it's mm. not there. It just yeah. isn't there. And it's, nope. man, Ma- Maskers does such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Forrest In just does an amazing job. Speaking yep. of Kevin Siebert, a um, couple, I think it was nine, 2019, I, we, mm. Beth and I just got married. And um, he did a, they did the, like this thing where they just like played music from a particular band. So like he had oh. gotten all these other young adults or adults or whatever together mm-hmm. to do Panic at the Disco. Yeah, oh, cool. and Elizabeth and I jumped at that, and that was just phenomenal. Oh, that yep. sounds awesome. Um, I love Kevin's work; yep. it's awesome. I would definitely recommend whatever he puts on at the at the Forest Inn. But um, Zach, thank you so much for for coming in and coming to talk to us. I feel like just the last two episodes that we've had Michelle and and now Zach, that it's I wanted. You know, you always come in. We've come into this podcast like. We want to hear like your story from like childhood, to, like whatever, and that's what we did with mm-hmm. with Father Ben because he's got a great story, and uh, Deacon Mark has got a really great story. But we've just been able to just hear the passions and love of what at least the last couple of our guests have just been doing. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, we're kind of. I think we're maybe hitting our stride of where I know maybe is maybe it's our strength right here. Uh, if you would like to uh, be like Zach uh, and. And be a uh, a guest on our podcast, or if you have prayer intentions, we've had some prayer intentions come through, and we're definitely praying for you for sure. Um, you can email us at humblyspeakingpod at gmail It is spelled correctly because people are now sending me emails, uh, sending there? John and yep. I emails. So yeah. 
please uh, email us if you want to be on the show and if you have any prayer requests or you just want to tell us how much we suck. <laughs> I'm waiting for waiting for hate mail. Yeah, we haven't gotten it yet, but if you not want to be yet, the first one, not yet, but I will we'll take read it seriously. It. Do you, I will you want read. Me to send some. I'll, yeah, helps? I'll read it yeah. anonymously on the show. If you create a character. <laughs> Because I think it's important. We, you know, we talked about you got to use the bad stuff at the at, yeah. when it happens as a foundation. Yeah. To get we know that stuff. we're, you know, we're we're new to this. We we love feedback. You know, whatever is good, working, whatever is not, bad. give us give us give us everything. Give us everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Zach. Uh, any parting words? Watch the chosen. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ. <laughs>